This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Recording in. Okay, good uh, Shabbos Rabbi We're continuing in our series on Tefillah. Our series on Tefillah is dedicated by our dear friend Rabbi Tzal Rose and family. We thank them for dedicating uh, this year's Shirim on Tefillah. We're continuing in Ahavarava. And this week, I would like to focus on a particular phrase in Ahavarava that I've been thinking about. We say, we refer to this Torah as statutes of life. Now we tend to think that the word chayk means a law with no rationale. Now we know there are chukim in the Torah, but they're also edos, they're also mishpatim. And yet in Avarabah we refer to the entire Torah as chukim. When we daven for Torah, we say, Rebani Shalom, help us understand the Torah. We refer to the Torah as Chukei Chayim. Chassam Soifer explains that fundamentally all the mitzvahs are Chukim. Because if we were to supply rationale for the mitzvahs, then we should have like, you know, the easy shmizi guide for the Torah. It would say all the mitzvahs, and we would know all the reasons, and we would read through it three or four times, and we'd be familiar with it, and we wouldn't have to really learn it in depth. For example, let's say we would learn, don't eat pig, because pig is poison. But now we can make a calculation, pig is poison. But what if we eat it together with Brussels sprouts? Because Brussels sprouts, people think, make you live longer. So now we'll eat the two together, and then you'll be okay. Or we'll mix it together with uh, alfalfa, or with uh, kale. So, if a person's going to supply rationale to the Torah, then you could flip the whole Torah on its head. So, for example, you say, you know, why, why are you now to have an Avela? Because it died out of illness, it's not healthy. Ah, but if I kill an animal, maybe it's not a novella. It's also to carry on Shabbos because it's heavy. So then I'm allowed to carry on my shoulder in my house. And I'm allowed to carry feathers in the Shusarabim. But now that we view the Torah as chukim, beloy tam, it's like a statute that the king legislated. Um... We say it doesn't matter what the rationale is, we keep it irrespective. So now we have to, we have no alternative. Now we understand. We have to analyze the Torah with Yudgimu Midoy Shatayon Nireshes Behem because only then can we extract the correct halachas the way the king wa- wants it. So we say, Ba'avur Avaisenu Shabbat Chovachava Talamdeim Chukei Chayim Chukei so too you should endow us. That's why we daven. But as we're going to see, uh, there's another interpretation of why when it comes to tefillah, we say, 
The first thing we need to know is we say, Chemla gedoyla visera chamalta aleinu. Chemla. Friends, is chemla a common word in the Chumash? Does it even say the word chemla in the Tanakh? Chemla is found in the Torah only two times. One time when the Bas Parai sees baby Moshe floating in the Nile. Vatach Number two in Parshas Re'e. By the seducer who convinces people to serve Avodah Zarah. It says, Lo yisoy ve'eloi, v'lo yisishma elav, v'lo yisachay se'necha alav, v'lo yisachmael. Chemla refers to rachamim when, when, when you flip midas hadin into midas rachamim. So you know what chemla is? Chemla is, really there should be midas hadin, and it's transformed to midas rachamim. Paray decreed, every male child should be thrown into the Nile. But fatach she was mahapich midas hadin to midas harachamim. Here you have a mesis and alpidin. You might have a tzadzuchus. You might want to look into some kind of redeeming uh, factor in the case. No, the Torah says loy sachmal. Don't turn midas hadin to midas harachamim. Leave it on midas hadin. Ain't tayan in lemesis. So we say, "Ahav araba, ahav tanu, chemla gedoyla visera chamalta aleinu." There have been periods in Jewish history that really we should have forgotten the Torah out of our own negligence. How many times in our history has has there been an abandonment of the Torah? So really, chas v'sham, the Torah should have been long forgotten. But Hashem was chemla gedoyla chamalta aleinu. And Hashem turned the Midas Hadin to Midas Harachamim. And He gave us gedoyle umaoyrei hadoyrois. Great leaders, great teachers, great chachamim who restored the Torah to us and they ensured the Torah would never be forgotten. But the fact that we invoke chemla means that Midas Hadin should have dictated that the Torah should have been forgotten. But Hashem chamalto aleinu. Avinu malkeinu. When do we ever say avinu malkeinu in davening? We, we never say it. Except the tefillah of Avinu. When do we ever say Avinu Malkeinu? Avinu? Avinu Malkeinu? You say, of course, we say it every day. You never say it. When do you ever say it? You don't say the words Avinu Malkeinu. Maybe on a, t- on a tainus you say it. Yeah. No. When do you say it? Never. Never. Jews don't say it. Maybe Eskimos say it. Not Jews. We never say, No, one time we say, Avinu Malkeinu. When? When we ask Hashem for Torah. <clears throat> Says Rab Schwab, Why do we say, Vatalam Deim Chayim? Isn't a Choyk a mitzvah that has no rationale? Nope. Chayk has another meaning. Shama Melech says, Hachrifeni lechem chuki. 
Feed me the bread of my allotment. That means bread is something which is set. Bread is called chayk. Something you need to take daily that gives a person standing on their feet. It's an allotment. You got to wake up in the morning, you daven, and you got to eat bread. If you don't eat bread, the Gemara says, you're missing 13 things every day. You're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to hate people. You're going to be jealous. Bread is mavato, 13 bad things. That's why the media is very against bread. How do you know how important bread is? Because the media doesn't like it. Anyway, you can't live without it. Lechem chuki. So too we can't live without Torah mitzvahs. In that sense, Torah is chuke chayim. It's the allotment of life. It's our daily portion that we have no standing without. We say, Kein techanenu. Chain is a gift from God. Chain. Techanenu. Matas aloikim. It's a spiritual endowment. Kein techanenu. So when we ask Hashem, please pour down the matana of das, we say, We understand it's a gift. It's Hanaka Ruchnias. That's why we say, We don't say, We don't say, It's not a, it's a, it's a grant, it's a spiritual bequeathing. What does it got to do with Bitachain? That's why Hashem taught them Torah because they have Bitachin. What does Bitachin have to do with learning? If you amel, if you put in the effort, you'll learn. What does it have to do with Bitachin? The answer is how can a human being expect with a cerebrum and a cerebellum, with blood and tissue? Basar Vadam, how could a Basar Vadam ex- expect to understand the wisdom of God, of the Creator? What kind of audacious expectation is that? How could anybody ever think that they could understand the Torah? Das el Yoyna, Divrei Chayim. But if Hashem gave us a Torah, and He commanded us, we have bitachain. That if we learn, and we're amel, even though, what are we? Ma'anu, mechayenu. We're just basar v'adam. How can we expect to understand the wisdom of Shamayim? But we have bitachain. That if we put in amelos, v'hoher einenu b'sayrasecha, Hashem's going to help us. If a person says, Yagati, I put an effort and I didn't find, we don't believe him. Because we have bitachain that Hashem will help such a person. Why do Chazal say Yagati Umatsasi? Why is it called a Metsia? Metsia is something you forget about and all of a sudden you find it. So you can't try to find a Metsia. You know, it's like when I, lo- when I lose something, you know, people ask. When was the last time you had it? You know, if I knew the last time I had it, I would go there and find what I lost. I have no idea. Right? 
So you can't try to find the Metziah. I'm gonna Now I'm going to try to find the lost object. It's lost. How are you supposed to try to find it? The answer is the reward for the effort to achieve Taira is Hashem gives you a Metziah and He reveals to you the treasure house of the Taira. But without Yegiyah, if a person learns Taira easily, the person sits back and he has a lemonade and he has a few ice cubes and he's laying back and he's learning. It's not learning. It's, he's just reading it. It's not Torah. And if he gives an answer and he says a chidush, it's just chatter. It has no chashivos. And even if it sounds nice, it basically, he guessed well, he's kisuma ba'aruba. And the more a person recognizes that really naturally there is no way for a human being to understand Chachmas, Aleikis, but the Yibbam Shem says, if you put in the requisite Amelos and effort, I will give you a gift. That's why Bitachon is needed. And then we say, Avinu avarachaman hamerachim rachim aleinu. We say four expressions of Rachamim. Avinu. Number one. Ha'av harachamon, number two. Hamerachem, number three. Rachim aleinu. This, of course, is a bracha for Hatzlach and learning. There are four elements of learning. Pshat, remez. Trush <coughs> and Said. So you have pshat, which is a simple interpretation. Drush are the drushes of Chazal, that they learned, they're medayek, from words, from letters. Remez, gematriois. And the highest level is soid. It's like a person's body. On the outside, he has skin. That's the pshat. It's what you see on the outside. When you take off the skin, you see there's flesh. There's muscle. That's the drush. That's the... The real strength. Then you see their bones. That's remez. And under the bones, the inner organs, those are the secrets of the Taira. Therefore, they were Masakein, Avinu, Pshat, Avharachamon, Drush, Hamirachem, Remez, Rachem, Oleinu, Said. And we say, Vesein Belibeinu. We say, we want Hashem to give us in its fullness. Lahavin. What does Lahavin mean? Lahavin means Havanas Haneshama. To understand the soul of the matter. To be able to extrapolate the way the Neviim understood, the way Balei Ruach HaKodesh understood. But if we can't understand it on that level, Ulahaskel. Lahaskel refers to Remez. Lishmaya. What does it mean, Lishmaya? Oh, Lishmaya means, you know, that the volume of the Rebbe is loud enough that it could hear my eardrum. No, 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 no. no. You ready for this interpretation of Lishmaya? 
You remember the Pasuk, Vayelech Ruvain Vayishkavas Bila. Ruvain went and he lay with Bila. We don't know what he did exactly. But the Pasuk says, Vayishma Yisrael. Yisrael heard. So what did he do? The Torah doesn't say what he did. Vayishma Yisrael. Yisrael heard. So what did he do? He didn't do anything. So why does it say he heard? What it means he heard, it means he heard it in such a way that it became established in his system that he'll never forget it. Vayishma means to hear something and you'll never forget it for the rest of your life. When you hear a sheer, that sheer needs to be etched in your mind forever. Huh? Did we once, did I, did I once hear? No, if you once heard and you don't remember, you didn't hear it. No, you didn't hear it. Remember? Did I once hear? If you're not sure if you heard it, you never heard it. Because the definition of hearing is that it should be etched in your consciousness forever. That's what Shema is. How do we know that's what it means by Yishma Yisrael? Because at the very end of Yaakov's life, he turns to Ruvain. Ki alisa mishkevei avicha. Ruvain said, what? How do you know? <clears throat> you never said anything to me about that. Ah, Ruvain understood that when he did the Maison, it says, Vayishma Yisrael. Vayishma means he heard forever. And that's why at the end of his life, he critiqued him on it. That's Shmia Amitis, says Rav Schwab. Shmia Sheina Aroes. Listening that's not temporary. That's impossible to be forgotten. That when we should hear Torah, it should make a Roshem that will never, ever, ever be erased. And unfortunately we know we hear Torah, and sometimes we don't remember it the next day. That's the request, L'Shemoya! Now you know what we're asking for. Another meaning. Rav Schwab says a personal story. So when he came to America... You went, they, uh, he, um, he needed to get around. He went on the uh, trolley car. Tes Resh Aleph Lamed Yud. Car. Kuf Aleph Resh. And now back in uh, Europe, you go on the trolley, you sit down, you don't put money in any, anything. After a few minutes, the guy came around and he collected your money and he gave you a ticket. <laughs> Not in America, sir. In America, you got to put a nickel in the, in the pushka there in the front. Schwab never saw anything like that. So he thought, like in England, you know, you get into the car, and then uh, somebody would come around, and he would be Miss Stoivev and collect the money, and give you the ticket. So I went on the, car, the trolley car, and I didn't pay. And I hear the, the driver screaming, Sir! Sir! He's screaming at me! But the thing is, I didn't speak English. And... Uh, I didn't know he was speaking to me. So the guy taps me on the shoulder and he says in Yiddish, Hey, kid, you forgot to pay. He said, Nickel, the box. Huh? Nickel? What's a nickel? Box? What's a box? I don't know, Maza Nickel. I don't know what you're talking about. So somebody started screaming, Stop fighting and pay the fare. So I took out my wallet and the guy pointed, What's a nickel? He pointed to the box 
I was so ashamed, says Rav Schwab, I got off at the next stop and I took another trolley to where I was going. Says Rav Schwab, I heard the words of the trolley driver. I heard the words of the, the person driving. But I had no idea it was directed to me. You know what Lishmaya means? Do you understand that when you're reading Torah, the Torah is talking to you? But we are so thick-skulled that we could say the Pasuk, You should love God. And we're thinking, yeah, everyone really needs to love God. But we don't even think, now is when I have to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of loving God. It's not talking to Ruvain, it's not talking to Shemai, it's talking to me. But we are not Lishmaya. That Vyahafta is not going on anyone else, he's talking to you. You, pal, you gotta put the nickel in the box. We hear the Parsha. And we hear Rebunisham challenging Avram. We say, yeah, Hashem is challenging Avram. The Pasuk is talking to you. But we're not Lishmaya. We don't, we read the words, Ve'ahavta, and we say, yeah, Jews should really love God. Now the Chafetz Chaim says, you're now to eat in the morning until you can verify that you're Mekayim, the mitzvah of Avas Hashem today. And if you forgot to do it during Shema, you need to say, I love you Hashem, before you go home and eat breakfast. Lishmaya refers to the drush. And if you don't understand the drush, at least Lilmaid, the pshat. Ulilamaid. You know who has to be Malamed? Yeah, people really have to be Malamed. No, you have to be Malamed. You. Every Jew has an obligation Malamed. Has an absolute Chiyuv da'iraisa lalamed. Do I have to say pitamak Torah from a klaf? I don't know. It doesn't say that in halacha. But you know what it does say? That you have to teach Torah. People have all these things that they're worried. You know, should I do it? Should I not do it? First, let's try to do what it says in the Kriya Shema. That a Jew has to teach Torah. Who do you have to teach to? Start with your wife. Start with your husband. Start with your children. And you move on from there. You move on to the guy next to you in Shul. But there's Lelamid. You ask Hashem every day to help you be Melamid. Lishmar. We think Lishmar means to keep the mitzvah. But then we say Lakayim. And we say lasos. What does lishmar mean? Lishmar means ushmartem. Chazal always say zu mishnah. Lishmar means to preserve your Torah learning by reviewing and reviewing and reviewing and reviewing and reviewing. The lasos is to do. The ikur is performance. Ulekayim. Lekayim is a lashon of Tekuma. Last week we learned from the Kafachayim. Lekayim means to support Taira. Rabbi Schwab says Lekayim is raising something off, up and putting it back on its proper pedestal. Sometimes it's very hard to Mekayim a mitzvah. It's easier to forsake it. Sometimes you even have to 
But when the Jew rises up over all impediments and he's Mekayim a mitzvah, he raises up the mitzvah from the, the garbage heap. There might be certain things, you know, that fall by the wayside. Maybe in my, in my shul, you know, people treat talking by davening a little bit leniently. No, I'm going to be Mekayim it. I'm going to raise it up on the pedestal that it should be. I'm going to tell everyone at my table that, come on, the Jewish people are in Sakana today. Our defense system is the shul. From now on, there's no talking here. You're Mekayim the Torah. You're taking something that fell by the wayside and you're raising it up to the pedestal it's supposed to be on. I'm going to go to my rabbi and I'm going to say, you know, I think now's the time we should make a rule that people should not bring their phones into the Beis HaKnesses. It never should have been there in the first place, but it fell into the garbage. So bring it back to the pedestal it should be on. That's what it means, Ulakayim. There are certain things that they sometimes fall into disuse or to unimportance. Put them back on the pedestal they should be on. That's Ulakayim. We'll continue Bez Hashem next week. I wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.